Psalm 22, the prophecy about the crucified Messiah. Originally, the text read, They have mined, bored holes in my hands and feet, meaning they have pierced my hands and my feet. Psalm 22, possibly the most famous prophetic psalm about the Messiah. Much like Isaiah 53, it describes the Messiah's torment, rejection, and death. To the choir master, according to the Doe of the Dawn, a psalm of David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Psalm 22, 1-2 Son of David Like Joseph, King David serves as a prototype of the Messiah. Therefore, many refer to the Messiah as the Son of David. And King David, who wrote Psalm 22 under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, predicted that the Messiah, who would be his descendant, would suffer, be rejected, and killed. The New Testament says that when Jesus was on the cross, he cried out to his people in reference to this Psalm 22, Eli, Eli, lima sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27:46. While God and the Messiah are connected to one another, this Psalm foretells how God had to separate from the Messiah. God turns his face away from the Messiah, so that as he dies, he may take the sins of Israel and of all mankind upon himself. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning. Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Psalm 22, 1-2 God does not save the Messiah from the wicked ones, but rather remains silent in the face of the injustice, the suffering and the torture that he endures. Rashi, who was a famous Jewish sage, gave his commentary on this verse. Why have you forsaken me? They are destined to go into exile, and David recited this prayer for the future. Rabbi Shlomo Yitzhaki Even Rashi could see that this psalm is a prophecy about the future, and not just some past experience of David. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel, in you our fathers trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. Psalms 22, 3-5 These verses serve as a reminder that God had already saved our fathers who cried to them. These verses serve as a reminder that God had already saved our fathers who cried to them. This means that He is capable of saving, yet chooses not to save the Messiah. He has a special reason for doing this. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Psalm 22, 6-8 For these verses describe, using similar terms to those also found in Isaiah 53, the scorn and derision towards the Messiah by all those around him, who merely saw him as something harmful that they must get rid of. They made him feel like a worm, and not a man. His own people humiliated him and were ashamed of him. The suffering Messiah Ben Yosef, son of Joseph. Remember the story of Joseph? His brothers mocked him, hated him, tried to get rid of him and tossed him in a pit. Joseph was rejected by his own people and delivered into the hands of Gentiles. He was presumed dead and forgotten, 
as if he was irrelevant. Meanwhile, Joseph was welcomed among the Gentiles and became a great and important leader as he performed wonders and miracles among them. The story ends well, as Joseph is eventually welcomed back within his own people. In the same way, Jesus was humiliated and rejected by our people Israel, delivered to the Romans and left for dead. Later, he was welcomed by Gentiles and became a great and important leader. And one day, Jesus too will be welcomed back by our people as a long-lost brother. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from my birth. And from my mother's womb, you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Psalm 22, 9-11 God forsakes the Messiah. The Messiah's trust is not in people, but in God, and has been from the beginning. However, God is not there in his time of trouble. Interestingly, even here, like the rest of the biblical prophecies about the Messiah, only the Messiah's mother is mentioned. There is no human father mentioned. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me, like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. Psalm 22, 12-15 It's interesting to see that the famous Jewish Midrash from the 8th century, Pesikta Rabati, interprets and puts some of the words of this psalm on the lips of the suffering Messiah. It was because of the ordeal of the son of David that David wept, saying, My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. Midrash Pesikta Rabati on Psalm 22 This Midrash understanding that David described the future suffering and death of the Messiah, son of David. Evil people surrounded him as dogs encircled their prey. For dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircles me. Like a lion are my hands and feet. Psalm 22.16 And now, here comes the interesting part. For the past millennia, all Hebrew Bibles say, like a lion are my hands and feet. Or in other words, my hands and my feet are like those of a lion. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, does it? One thousand years ago, the Masoretes who made the Masoretic text that Israelis all use today changed one single letter in this verse. They shortened the letter Vav into the letter Yud. Originally, the text actually read, They have mined, bored a hole in my hands and feet, meaning they have pierced my hands and my feet. The original Hebrew word means to mine or bore, to make a hole or dig a pit, like mining a hole in the ground or digging a well. According to Bar Ilan University's Biblical Hebrew Dictionary, the meaning of mine is the same as dig. This is reinforced in various places throughout the Old Testament. For example, in Exodus 21.33 or in 2 Chronicles 16.14. However, seeing as this description of boring holes in the Messiah's hands and feet sounded a little too much like Jesus for the rabbis, they decided to shorten the letter Vav to become the letter Yud. Any person who reads any ancient version of the Old Testament, such as the Septuagint or the Dead Sea Scrolls, will see for themselves that the original text doesn't say, like a lion, but rather, they have bored or pierced. The Dead Sea Scrolls, dated hundreds of years before the time of Jesus, or as in the New Testament, were written at least 1,200 years prior to the Masoretic text.
That description is remarkably similar to the one in Zechariah 12, verse 10. When they look on me, on him whom they have pierced. As well as to the description in Isaiah 53, where the Messiah is said to be pierced for our transgressions. Isaiah 53, 5. More detailed information on Psalm 22 can be found at www.oneforisrael.org. Learn more about the rest of the chapter on our website, or just read the rest of the psalm on your own. It goes on to describe the rejection, suffering, and death of the Messiah, who served as a sacrifice and atonement for our sins. The Jewish sages contemplate Psalm 22. Even the Jewish sages recognized and admitted that Psalm 22 was a prophetic psalm about the Messiah. In fact, Rashi explains verse 27 as referring to the time of redemption, to the days of the Messiah. Rashi's commentary on Psalm 22:27. Important rabbinic midrash written before the Masoretic text. During the seven-year period preceding the coming of the son of David, iron beams will be brought low and loaded upon his neck until the Messiah's body is bent low. Then he will cry and weep, and his voice will rise to the very height of heaven, and he will say to God, Master of the universe, how much can my strength endure? How much can my spirit endure? How much my breath before it ceases? How much can my limbs suffer? Am I not flesh and blood? During the ordeal of the son of David the Holy One, blessed be he, will say to him, Ephraim, my true Messiah, long ago, ever since the six days of creation, thou didst take this ordeal upon thyself. At this moment, thy pain is like my pain. At these words, the Messiah will reply, Master of the universe, now I am reconciled. The servant is content to be like his master. Midrash Pesikta Rabati, 36.2 The Midrash goes on to clarify, Ephraim, our true Messiah, even though we are thy forebears, thou art greater than we, because thou didst suffer for the iniquities of our children, and terrible ordeals befell thee. For Israel thou didst become a laughingstock, and a derision among the nations of the earth, and didst sit in darkness, in thick darkness, and thine eyes saw no light, and thy skin cleaved to thy bones, and thy body was as dry as a piece of wood, and thine eyes grew dim from fasting, and thy strength was dried up like a potsherd. Psalm 22.16 All these afflictions on account of the iniquities of our children. Pesikta Rabati 37.137 When one properly understands Psalm 22, the true Messiah and Saviour can be easily discerned. It describes one who has suffered unbearable agony, pierced in his hands and feet, tortured and killed, but then rose from the dead. King David wasn't referring to himself. Even the rabbis agree about that. He died as an old man, in the arms of Avishag the Shinnamite, not being tortured and humiliated. However, Jesus endured rejection, agony, humiliation, and death. And just as King David stood alone before Goliath and fought him in the name of the people of Israel, Jesus stood alone before death in order to represent the people of Israel and all mankind. However, unlike David, Jesus not only risked his own life for his people, but he gave his life. For us all.